Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center on this big red Monday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. I'm Luke Lipinski. Wolf sitting, I don't know, you're not to my right or my left, you're straight in front of me. Yeah. Wolf, what's going on, man? How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Mondays are always better after a win, aren't they? Certainly are. They're called Victory Mondays for a reason, and we all know they've been um, a little bit short uh, this season so far. But four and six feels so much better than three and seven. Yesterday was an encouraging win too, and I get it. The Rams, it, everything you heard about the Rams just not being right. Everything we said last week about oh, if you think the Cardinals' offense is bad, they're scoring six points a game more than the Rams. Uh, that was all true. The Rams don't look right at all, but I don't really care. <laughs> the Cardinals won a game without Byron Murphy, without their starting quarterback, with 80% of their starting offensive line missing, and with Buda Baker playing despite a high ankle sprain against the team that just won the Super Bowl and the team that has owned them. And now, all of a sudden, you've at least won two of the last five against the Rams. They were going to get little Luke Lipinski sympathy. Is that what you're saying? Uh, the Rams are getting yeah, the sympathy. Rams. No, no, that's you, what you've I'm got saying. Your, yeah. got your Super Bowl ring. Look, the Arizona Cardinals basically, by virtue of winning that game, in L.A. at SoFi Stadium yesterday saved their season. I hate saying that. You know I despise saying that. Um, it's not a must-win until it is a must-win. You can't call games must-win games when it's not a must-win. They could have lost this game and then ripped off seven wins in a row, and guess what? Uh, they probably would be in the postseason. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, because they Maybe. would have been 0-4 in the division. That's the thing. But I think we all understand that the eye test matters as as well, it's not just hardcore math. It was the eye test as well. This was a must-win situation for the Arizona Cardinals coming into this three-week window. We talked about the NFC West window. They had to win two of the three. Guess what? That's still that possibility is still alive. If you want to, to for a second. Try to think of what it would have been like if the Cardinals lost. I don't know why you'd want to do this, but if you did, just to put it in perspective, look at the Rams because the Rams are basically where the Cardinals would have been. The Rams looked like the Cardinals on their bad days at times yesterday, using timeouts because they couldn't get the play set up, taking pre-snap penalties, just not moving the ball, not scoring, and now they are three and six. So they're actually a half game behind the Cardinals. They're one and three in the division, and like you said, the eye test. Do you really think yeah. the Rams are coming back and making the playoffs this year? There are other teams in the in the conference, you know? Yeah. Like, they don't just get to be like, hey, we won two in a row, we're in it. I, yeah, I think I... You know my thoughts. You, you had to have that game on Sunday. Now that you have it, you are still in this. But I think the bigger thing is, now can you try and string two wins in a row together? Don't worry about the other teams yet. You can do that in December if you keep winning. Yeah, you know what? I'm still just frolicking and rolling in the victory of the Arizona Cardinals over the Rams. So I'm going to continue to focus on the Rams and the fact that you said this earlier. You said this last week. 
sooner than I did. Let's put it that way. You were talking about the fact you could end the Ram season, their playoff hopes. <laughs> and Payback. Right, right now, right now it's looking very, very bad for the Rams. And the reason why I say that is because of Matthew Stafford, of course. It's not like Matthew Stafford um, has been lighting the lamp. He is not. He's got a quarterback rating under 85. He's thrown eight picks in eight games. He's only thrown eight touchdowns in eight games as well. It's not like Matthew Stafford has been lighting the lamp either for the Rams. So once again, now that they're sitting there at three and six and Matthew Stafford, he's got to get better and come back. And it's no guarantee as to when Matthew Stafford gets back that he's going to fix everything. Now with Cooper Cup as well, likely to miss maybe three to four weeks. Yeah, you know what? Um, It looks like you did possibly end the Rams season. Which would be fitting because the Rams ended the Cardinals season last year in the playoffs and basically ended their season in 2020 with that Week 17, 18-7 win that John Wolford played in. I mean, the Cardinals win that game there in the playoffs. So basically the Rams have ended the Cardinals' last two seasons. And I don't know if in L.A., if they don't make the playoffs this year, they're going to look back and say, oh, it was that loss on November 13th against the Cardinals that ended our season. I'm sure they, they have their own problems. But from our perspective, you finally got a little bit of payback. And maybe, maybe you can use that game as the springboard to start to get right here. And you're back in this. You, you're absolutely back in it. Now, whether you feel like they can sustain it or not, right? look around the NFL. This is I, I just I will say this again. I said this after the Minnesota game. There are some really good teams. There are a lot of middle-of-the-pack teams this year. Um, so if you go on a run, you're, you're, you're back in it. Here's Isaiah Simmons after the game saying, yesterday, nice win. It's a small step. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it was just a small step to the run that we're going to go on. So, um, you know, this is this is the just the first domino that we have to knock over. So, like I said, I'm excited for tomorrow. Get back to work and um, go on this run for the rest of the season. And Buda Baker after the game, Wolf, and we're going to talk a lot about Buda today. He talked about how much of a confidence booster it is. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely good. It's definitely great. Um, just get a get back in the W win column is definitely awesome. But, you know, uh, we got another divisional opponent in Mexico. You know, have a good night. Get back to work tomorrow. And, uh, you know, time, time to go. Still time to go. Every journey starts with but one stop, says the old saying. Isn't that right? And this is exactly where I look at the Arizona Cardinals and think this is it. This is the beginning right here. If there is going to be a beginning in 2022, if there is going to be a beginning in this season, it happened yesterday. Yep. That is it. And to me, there are two players in particular that are the stories of this game that we're going to talk about a lot. One of them is Colt McCoy, certainly. One of them is Buda Baker, and we're going to get more into Buda later on, but I would just say this. When you see him out there yesterday playing, and I want to say he played 80% of the snaps, I think that it's, it's right around there. And he had the, the, the uh, interception I thought might go for a touchdown. Even Incredible. For a sec- the second he's out there, if it wasn't a must win, it became a must win, right? That is you, the heart and soul of your team. Anybody that questioned that before this season and certainly before yesterday, there is no questioning that. Buda Baker is the heart and soul of this team. And when the second he goes out there in a game, he wasn't even supposed to play probably against San Francisco or the Chargers either. And he goes out there and plays against the Rams. You have to win that game. Yeah. You know what's so interesting about it as well, Luke? Um, I think Buda knew exactly what was at stake. Yeah. And I think it's the reason why he was out there. Yeah. Even though I know nobody, no, no player that has actually gone out and played with a high ankle sprain. (laughs) 
in in the week after he suffered it. it. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen anybody do that. And to hear Cliff Kingsbury earlier in the week say it was zero percent. It was zero percent. There was no way that Buda Baker was going to play in the game yesterday. Cliff never gives percentages he on never anybody. Never gives anything like that right there. Buda was ruled out of the game because of a high ankle sprain. I've never seen anybody play the next week after a high ankle sprain. Uh, even two weeks for the most part. I, I don't think I've ever seen a guy come back after missing just one game with a high ankle sprain. It's almost always a guaranteed three-week deal that you're going to have with a high ankle sprain. And yet, Buda Baker was out there playing. That tells me he knew. He knew what this game meant. He knew what the stakes were all about, to be out there and to be balling out somehow, some way. And you know what, honestly? When you see Cliff Kingsbury go for it three times Mm -hmm. on fourth down in the first quarter, the second quarter, and the fourth quarter, and those three possessions led to 17 points when those fourth downs happened in the middle of those possessions. I'm not talking about, oh, they went for it on fourth down and scored a touchdown. No, I'm talking about in the middle of those possessions right there. That was desperation mode from the very beginning. And that's good because you should have been in desperation mode. And honestly, I think other players picked up on that as well. The sense of urgency. The sense of urgency with Colt McCoy coming out. The fact that they came out and threw the ball 11 consecutive times to start the game. (laughs) We're going to get more into this, of course. That just blew my mind. I'm fascinated, and maybe I shouldn't be, but I am, by the perception of this team right now by the Cardinals fan base because, and obviously you and I have heard it, firsthand for the last few weeks it's been Cliff is 100% of the problem. Not from every fan, but there's certainly a part of the fan base that was like, that's all Cliff's fault. Get rid of Cliff and everything will be fixed. Cliff was the coach yesterday. I thought he coached a pretty good game. I'm not saying he's the solution. I'm not saying he's not to blame for their 3-6 and six start at all, but it, yesterday was a reminder that this isn't just a one-person problem when you start 3-6, and six. and I say that because it matters because it's going to take more than one person to turn it around. Now, maybe Cliff goes out there and gets outcoached by Kyle Shanahan, and we're right back in the same spot next Tuesday, although he's actually been pretty good against Shanahan as the Cardinals coach. But did a pretty good job yesterday on a they number did. of different occasions, and that offensive line, too. we got to talk about them. Aaron Donald didn't get anywhere past an offensive line that was missing 80% of their starters. When we come back, what were the biggest plays in the Cardinals' 27-17 win over the Rams in L.A.? We're going to take you through all of them with Big Red Reacts next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game, brought to you by Wico Park. Casino Resort, where world-class action meets Ford Diamond Splendor. Matt Gay, a 36-yard field goal try to put the Rams on the board. 6.20 to go in the first. Snap, spot, kick from Gay is on the way, and the kick is good. He's made 32 in a row from inside 50 yards. About 24 hours ago, Tristan Descano was unsigned. Now he's a Cardinal and trying a 36-yard field goal to even the game. Andy Lee to hold. The ball is down. The kick is on the way, and the kick is good. Descano puts it through. McCoy takes handoff Connor up the middle into the end zone. Touchdown, Arizona. What a drive engineered by Colt McCoy. James Connor pays it off with a touchdown run to give the Cardinals a 9-3 lead. Rams go right to work again. Second and 10 on their 44. Snap to Wolford. 
Straight drop back in trouble. Gets drilled. The ball pops out. It's free at the 30-yard line. And they're going to say the hand was going forward. It's an incomplete pass. My Jay Sanders with the hit. Now, J.J. Watt did recover it. So, because there's an immediate recovery, replay can look at this. Yeah, Arizona's ball first and 10 at that spot. Snap to McCoy. Looking left. It's a fade left corner of the end zone. A.J. Green with a great grab. Touchdown! The A.J. Green of old is back. He's made two incredible grabs. Colt McCoy, meanwhile, continues to deliver. Shotgun snap. Drops back the throw. In trouble. Forced out of the pocket. Gets rid of the pass. Right side incomplete as he was getting sacked that time by Justin Hollins. Did well to get rid of the ball. And Colt is shaken up. He's hobbling and almost went to the ground a couple of times. He's now doubled over, trying to walk it off. Trace McSorley's the backup, and Colt's going to have to go down to the ground. Snap to Wolford. Going to run it. Henderson up the middle. He's into the end zone for the touchdown. Man. It was third and goal on the 14, but back-to-back penalties put the ball on the four, and the Rams are right back in the ballgame. 17-9 with the extra point pending. Fourth and three on the 41 of the Rams. Three receivers right. Shotgun snap. McCoy drops back to throw a deep ball left side, and a one-handed catch by Rondale Moore. Inside the 20 at the 15. He's out of bounds there. What a dime by Colt McCoy. Incredible grab by Rondale Moore. Second and four now on the nine with 7.50 to go, and the Cardinals leading by a touchdown. McCoy under center takes. Give to Connor. Off the left side. Trying to get the edge. Stiff arming at the 10. The 5. Dice for the end zone. He's in. It's a touchdown for Connor. His second of the day. The offense has come alive under Colt McCoy here in L.A., and they lead it 23-10. to Snap to Wolford. Back to throw again. Looking deep. Airing it out. Middle of the field. And it's intercepted. Somehow picked off at the 30 by Buda. Running back the other way. 40, 50, 40. Baker, 30. Cuts right and tackled at the 25. This guy shouldn't even be playing. What heart. What threat. 46-yard field goal try. Snap. Spot. Kick on the way from Viscano. And the kick is good. A huge three points with 3.44 to go. Putting this one out of reach. 27-10 Arizona. Cardinals take a knee. This one's over. Give a game ball to Colt McCoy. But he's not the only one. There are several. Give all those young offensive linemen a game ball. Give A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore game balls. Did you ever see Clerks, Wolf? Um, no, but settle down, dude. Right. <laughs> Every time I hear that clip at Dave Pash saying, Buda Baker is not even supposed to be playing today, I just think of Dante from Clerks. The whole movie is like, I'm not even supposed yeah. to be here today. That's every, I don't know. There's like three people driving around that have seen Clerks that get that reference, but that was it. I mean, Buda, we've talked about him. We're going to talk about him more. A.J. Green. Had a couple big plays yesterday. Uh, Zach Ertz getting hurt uh, at that point. I think if you're a Cardinals fan, you're just like, okay, everybody's going to get hurt. And J.J. Watt should have had a touchdown. We'll should talk more about touchdown. that, too. No doubt about it. David, by the way, uh, how many game balls are you going to give out? That's what I'd like to know right now. I mean, does it kind of lose its luster if you're just going to give out game balls left and right, David? So settle down. Oh, we're please. doing that at 1145, by oh, the way. Oh, we are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? That seems appropriate yeah. right there. A win. Of course, you're going to give out some 
game balls. But, yeah, you know, absolutely huge. And listening to that, it just reminded me, Basinonians, just how real it is that there is chemistry that exists between two human beings when you're talking about a quarterback and a wide receiver. Sometimes the chemistry is positive. Sometimes it's negative, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's just a push. It's just neutral. But watching A.J. Green once again play in the chemistry that he had with Colt McCoy. Now, I know there were two catches that we're talking about. They were electric, though. They were critical catches right there. Hitting the face on one of them. A.J. Green, man, um, just an incredible job. It was great to see him resurface in this offense. It's it's like it's... A.J. Green, and he wasn't the only one. It's kind of like what you said earlier with the desperation that Cliff coached with. They were on the ropes going into this game. They were absolutely on the ropes. And it's not like they're all of a sudden in the playoffs because they won, but they were on the ropes. They were in survival mode. And sometimes teams don't show the desperation. They showed the desperation yesterday. Colt McCoy played a really good football game. Buda Baker played. He wasn't supposed to. I thought Cliff coached one of his better games of the year. A.J. Green has been non-existent for a month, and he came up with two big plays. Guys played with desperation. And again, look around the league. That's not a given that guys are going to play with desperation when your season's on the line, but it's it's not it's not like a playoff game where there's an instant reward if you win. There's no reward for them today for winning. Now they got to go do it again in, in Mexico City against San Francisco. But they played like they were a team with their backs to the wall and they ended up getting a win because of it. Well, guess what? The back is still against the wall right now because this is huge. This game coming up right now. What a huge game for the Arizona Cardinals against the 49ers in Mexico City. The team that handles the distractions the best will end up winning this game. That's what I feel. I feel that, man. And I don't know if it's going to be Kyler Murray. I don't know if it's going to be Colt McCoy. I really don't. But I feel like the Arizona Cardinals, based on how they played yesterday, talk about their back to the wall with four backup offensive linemen, somehow, someway, clawed out of victory on the road. Yeah, that's big. How about Lasita Smith just stepping in? Lasitas. Lasitas just being a monster. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. No Kyler Murray yesterday. No problem. What did Colt McCoy bring to the offense in Los Angeles? We'll discuss it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Well, if I was just telling you during the break, we're watching the highlights of 49ers Chargers from last night. And yes, if the Chargers had won that game, the Cardinals would be a half game behind the Niners for that final playoff spot in the uh, NFC. But the stat they flashed at the end of the game is the most Jimmy Garoppolo stat of all time. 10-2 and career when he doesn't throw a touchdown. When he's just kind of out there doing Jimmy G. Okay, things. wait a minute now. You're saying he's ten and two personally yes. in his career when he doesn't. Not that he doesn't do anything, <laughs> but when he doesn't throw a touchdown. <laughs> oh my goodness, that really is right there. When he doesn't throw a touchdown, he is ten and two. He has had the strangest career in terms of like, hey, I'm Jimmy G. I'm out here. I'm not really why we're winning, but when we're here, we when I'm here, we do win. And then also they tried to run him out of town twice, and he's still there, and they're still winning. Yeah, you know what. Honestly, uh, he's a game manager. That's what he's been. And he's good enough to get you to the Super Bowl. But the question remains, can he win it? 
I would venture to say the Cardinals have, if not one of the two or three best backup quarterbacks in the NFL, at least one that they wouldn't trade for a different backup in Colt McCoy. He's now 1-0 this season. He was 2-1 and last season as a starter. He's 3-0 and against the NFC West as a member of the Arizona Cardinals. And let's not downplay this. He came in yesterday with the season on the line and got them a win. And he did throw touchdown. He wasn't just kind of out there. Uh, what did you see from Colt, Wolf? Because it looked like from the very first drive, even though the first drive was only a field goal, you could tell right away this was going to be different yesterday. Yeah, you know, all I can think of since I've seen Colt McCoy, he's now 3-1 and one as a backup, of course, to Kyler Murray. Um, just what a pro. That That is the one overriding thought that I have based on audience. Just watching Colt McCoy go about his business. What an unbelievable pro. He went out there. He played so well. Um, right from the get-go, suddenly you're down three points and you get the ball and you come out and you're throwing the ball. And the Arizona Cardinals, that blew me away, Luke. I gotta tell you, I never saw that coming where you're gonna throw the ball 11 consecutive times to start the game. Now that was a lot of Cliff Kingsbury right there. And we're gonna get into it a little bit deeper, of course, as the show unfolds on Cliff Kingsbury. But Colt McCoy well, Cliff coming, will be here at 145. That's too, right, so we exactly. can ask him about 11 straight. Well, I passes. think we're gonna actually talk about that before as well, right? Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. gonna talk yeah. about it. And yet at the same time, Colt McCoy coming out and executing the offense and doing it in a way in which the ball was coming out so quickly. The rhythm and timing of Colt McCoy, the guy is a pro's pro. He truly is. He's everything you want in a backup quarterback. He, I couldn't say it any better than that. And I know that there is that 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 groundswell among some Cardinals fans of like, okay, well, he goes out there and the offense looks good. Why isn't he just the starter? You don't just stick with a guy because you're paying him $230 million. I agree with that. You don't stick with a guy just because of what you're paying him. But Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. And I do wonder if there is something he can he can glean from being forced to watch this yesterday. If there's anything he can take from Colt's game, because Colt McCoy played a pretty good game at quarterback, and this offense looked a lot better than it has for 95% of this season, but Kyler can do things Colt can't do, and I feel like what Colt was doing that Kyler hasn't done, Kyler could do. Boy, that was uh, yeah, you that know was what? the most that difficult was, sentence I've ever said. You know, that was good, though, right there. It was kind of like... Hey, you, How okay, much Luke. wood would a woodchuck chuck? Exactly. Um, thank you, Luke. We appreciate that. Um, you know what? It just the, the first thought that I had is, man, you know what? This means the Arizona Cardinals have the right guy behind Kyler Murray. They have the right guy. Well, Kyler respects him, too. Kyler respects him. There's no doubt about that. But just watching Colt McCoy once again go out there and run this offense, run this team the way that he did, and to see the way his teammates rallied around him, to me, it just reinforced the overriding thought that the Arizona Cardinals have the right guy. The right guy behind Kyler Murray right now. And as long as Colt McCoy wants to play football, do not ever change backup quarterbacks. Don't do it. No. I don't care what you got to do. And keep him as a coach, too, like as an assistant when he's done. I've said that before as well. You know what? When he's done, keep him as an assistant around here. I'd love to see that. But that's the number one thought I had. And then, Kyler Murray, what can he learn from Colt McCoy? 
this is a big learning day, I think, for Kyler Murray today. It's not like he didn't watch the tape last night. I'm sure he watched the tape last night. But they're going to sit around today, and they're going to talk an awful lot about what happened yesterday. Well, that's, watch the tape together. A huge learning day for Kyler Murray. That's what I'm, I'm saying in, in the very convoluted sentence I said. Um the stuff that Colt McCoy did yesterday, Kyler should be able to do it too. Kyler hasn't been doing all of it this season. Colt McCoy stepped in and did everything they asked. Get the ball out quickly. Go through your progressions. Target DeAndre Hopkins, which Kyler typically does, but nobody's ever convinced me that, that going away from D-Hop last week against the Seahawks is a major reason they lost that game. If you look at D-Hop's targets now in his four games this season, and remember all the talk the first six weeks, we'll just wait till we get D-Hop back. Okay, 14 targets against the Saints win the game. 13 targets against the Vikings nearly beat a team that has one loss in Minnesota. Against Seattle, five targets. They just went away from him for no reason. Yes. Yesterday, from Colt, 14 targets. You gotta go to your absolute best player. And he still threw to other guys. It's not yeah. like Colt didn't spread the ball right. around. This is uh, McCoy after the game. They asked him about not being a- afraid to throw at Hopkins with Jalen Ramsey of all people on him. Yeah, I think that was a second half adjustment for them. They they started playing a little more uh, tight coverage on our guys. And, you know, I like Hop. Yeah, you know, honestly, I like Hop. I like Hop as well. It doesn't have to be complicated. Even when he's covered, he's open. Throw him the ball. That's exactly what Colt McCoy did right there. Ball placement was huge. A couple of back shoulder throws as well. Just well placed by Colt McCoy. Once again, what can Kyler learn? He can watch the tape, of course, and he can see how Colt went through his reads. How Colt got the ball out and did it quickly right from the very beginning. Against all odds, once again, I can't get over the fact they threw the ball 11 consecutive times on that first possession. <laughs> I don't think Sean McVay ever got there's over no, it either. There's no way they were going to do that. The Rams didn't believe they were going well, to do that. It defied logic. It defied which, which logic. Is, which is what I liked about it, although I was right. like befuddled watching it. Everybody thinks you have to run today. Running is the key. Exactly you don't have right. your offensive line. you got a backup quarterback. We're going to throw the first 11 times. And not only that, though. 27. 27 pass attempts in the first half. <laughs> I was saying to you, I think it was Thursday and Friday, yeah. if in fact the Arizona Cardinals have to throw the ball 58 times, I will promise you right now, Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator for the Rams, would love to see you throw it 59. Okay? <laughs> because that would say that you're behind and that would allow Aaron Donald and company to go after your quarterback, whomever that quarterback may be, go after that quarterback because you got four backup offensive linemen that are playing. And here it was. They were on pace for what? 52? No, 54. Yeah, but only through 10 in the second half. Yeah, how about that? I wonder what that conversation was. I loved it. That's what Cliff did. He changed calling the game and went to more run. I wonder what the conversation was with the offensive line of like, look, I know this is tough. 80% of of the starters are out. Yes, that's Aaron Donald over there. I know some of you guys are just kind of getting broken into the league. Here's what we're going to do. Pass the first 11 times. Nobody will ever expect it, including Aaron Donald. Nobody's going to think you're going to do that. Are you kidding me? I'm Aaron Donald. You got four backups out here. Yeah, you're really going to do this. My Nemo. You know how many sacks sacks, uh, Aaron Donald had yesterday? How many? Zero. Okay, yeah. That's that's a sacks. A fat guy moving slow. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know the song. Honestly, that's what he's. (laughs) 
My mother says to pick the very fattest guy and you are not it. I didn't know that's how that went. Yeah. Oh. That's what Aaron Donald allegedly does. Well, it didn't work. Uh, allegedly. Was, it, it works every other time, but it didn't work yesterday. When we come back, how was the Cardinals defense able to shut down Cooper Cup again? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Back here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center for a Big Red Monday. We are going to talk to Cliff Kingsbury at 145 today, as we do every Big Red Monday. Get his thoughts on yesterday's win over the Rams. Got a lot of questions I want to ask him, Wolf. Um, and certainly one of them is going to have to be about Buda Baker, maybe more than one. You know... The game ended yesterday, and, and and one of my first thoughts was, all right, Hard Knocks, three days. <laughs> now we get to watch Hard Knocks after a win. Buda Baker stole the show in week one. He might be stealing it again in week two because he wasn't supposed to be out there. And not only did he play, he had the pick. Just his simple presence out there, I really think there's there's no way that doesn't give your whole team a jolt when you see number three out there. And even though it started to kind of sound like it might be trending that way, remember on Friday it was yeah. like, wait a minute, does he actually have a chance to play? Yeah. Uh, just him being out there was was such a difference maker, and and you could see it. I, I felt like you could see it from the opening snap. The defense played inspired football. No doubt about it. Uh, first of all, let me just say this, my brothers, from a former player's perspective right now, can I geek out on Budabaker just a little bit right there? Because what he did was the stuff of legend, as far as I'm concerned. That's what sports are all about. Honestly, you know, this guy shouldn't be out there. Well, minute. you know what? I have to be out there. Or wait a minute, man! A high ankle sprain? You don't suffer a high ankle sprain and then you're out there a week later. No, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. As soon as you hear the high ankle sprain, you're probably looking at missing two games. Two, at least Certainly one. At least. At least, exactly. Any football fan will tell you they, they have a player that's been on their team or even their fantasy team that's had a high ankle sprain, and yeah, you're out two weeks. And then you're probably out a third week. Yes. And then the fourth week, you're questionable. And then maybe you're back the fifth week, but you're like a little limited depending on how bad it was and when the bye. Buddha missed, uh, what did he say after the game? It was like they said three to four weeks, and I thought maybe three to four days. Three to four days for the most part. That's right what it there. was. Here's the one thing that doesn't happen. When they say you've got a high ankle sprain, you play that week. <laughs> That's the one thing that does not happen. Unless, of course, you're Buda Baker. Now, now, as a former player, once again, that geeked me out, man. It was like, yeah, you tough mother. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to keep you down. Nothing's going to keep you down. You're going to play through a, a high ankle sprain somehow, some way, and go out there and play because, Buddha, you know what's at stake, don't you, Buddha? You know what's on the line. So I geeked out at what Buddha did. Ask yourself this. Do you think his teammates geeked out a little bit? Say yes. I hope so. Because you've got a guy that is so well regarded, so well respected in the locker room, not because he's overcoming high ankle sprains, because he's knocking the living dog out of opponents. He's a great player. How many Pro Bowls has this guy been to already? <laughs> All right? Even as a special teamer, I might add, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as a transitional technician. So right now, 
When you think of what a great player he is, think of the impassioned plea, the impassioned speech, minus, of course, a profanity, my young crunk brothers. Think of what the, 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 the response to Buda Baker is like in that locker room. And all of a sudden, he's out there. You better believe it, man. That geeked out some guys. And that's the power of a J.J. Watt. That's the power of a Buda Baker. That's the power of a great player that can impact everyone around him. And it was on display for all to see. It's one of those things where it's inspiring. It gives you a jolt. It gets you fired up to play the game. And I also think on some level it eliminates any sort of doubt creeping into anybody on the team's mind of, ah, oh, we're three and six. This We're starting to just play out the string here, right? Like we just got a few games left. We can't make the playoffs. Yeah, I'll go out there and try hard. But, you know, you see Buddha line up and it's like, Everything you just said about Buddha, every, yeah. everything that everybody regards about him, he doesn't think it's over. So I can't think it's over. He's going out there playing with a high ankle sprain because he knows this game still means something in the standings. I got to step up. And they did. Here's Buddha after the game talking about how he was able to play. For me, I think of every game as a playoff game. So, you know, they told me it was a three to four week process, but the way I worked, the way I did my treatment all week, the way, you know, the Arizona Cardinals treatment staff did, man, uh, I was able to play today and, uh, you know, not 100, but did good enough when we got the W. It was it was kind of fitting too, Wolf, that we all remember how last season ended in L.A. against yeah. the Rams. Buddha's hurt. Everybody, yeah. or almost everybody, gets off the sideline, goes over. Like, that's how big of a deal it was that he was hurt. Cam Akers standing over him. Like, it was it was salt in the wound at the end of that game that, yeah, okay, the Cardinals season's over and Buddha gets hurt. Yeah. Goes back to L.A., plays when he shouldn't yesterday, and they get a win and probably end the Rams season. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I, I'm geeking out right now because when I see Buda Baker, I'm going to ask him, did you juice that thing? <laughs> Did you? First of all, nobody juices a high ankle sprain. Nobody juices a high ankle sprain. What'd you do, Buddha? What did you do? I, you know, honestly, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that was one of those conversations. Maybe we'll find out. We'll probably find out on Hard Knocks. But I bet it was one of those conversations of. Can I hurt it any worse by playing, or do I just have to deal with the pain? I know. And if they're like, it's just the pain. All right, I'll see you on Sunday. Totally incredible right now. Now, listen, he only had four tackles, and for Buddha, that's not typical, okay? You know, Buddha's usually around eight, nine, maybe even double digits. From time to time, he's all over the field, of course. But he also put himself in position to come up with the game-clinching pick where the ball was batted into the air. Isaiah Simmons, you did it again. Isaiah, I'm just I, I, I just want to say this, man. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I I didn't care where they lined Isaiah Simmons up. And anyone who's listened to this show, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't care if he was on the edge, if he was in the slot, if he was playing safety. I don't care if you put him in the middle of the field. I don't care where you look. Weak side, inside linebacker. Oh, you want to put him on the edge. Is that what you want to do? I don't care where you put Isaiah Simmons. What I wanted to see is Isaiah Simmons making plays that changed games. 
he made a play again. He keeps on making that. I've does. lost count, honestly, of really? the game-changing plays Luke, he has wait made a minute. You lost count? I've lost count. You know I count I'll, on I'll you for this yeah, stuff. I'll, I'll figure doing? it out during the break. What are you doing? He's made a lot of big game-changing plays. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We can go through these. The Raiders won. You had the one yesterday. Okay, I'm going to go go, I'm gonna have to go ask Mal. Mal might actually She probably has them all documented in the exact time of the play. See, that's five. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you, my brothers, that he continues to do it. That was a huge play that he made. You had Wolford throwing the ball down the middle of the field to Powell, and all of a sudden, there it is. Isaiah Simmons shoots the hand in there and knocks the ball out. I think Powell catches that ball if it's not for Isaiah Simmons punching that thing out on the throw, and there it is. A gift hanging in the air. When pigs fly, my brothers, when pigs will fly. And Buddha was right there. Johnny on the spot, man. And he caught it. And he put himself in position to do it. And doesn't it figure that Buddha Baker be around the ball? Doesn't it just figure that it'd be him waiting for that pig to land? You mentioned Isaiah Simmons. Here's Isaiah after the game talking about Buddha playing. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Um, I'm, I talk to Buddha about everything, so I remember him telling me in the beginning, he's like, I'm trying to play this week. And I'm like, what? But some way, somehow, he did it. Uh, he's definitely a warrior. I feel like it's a real testament to what kind of player uh, Buddha, Buddha is. Um, no other guy I would want to go to war with out there. Uh, he inspires me to play um, the way I play um, each and every day, so practice or game. So, um, like I said, I don't even know. I don't know how he did it, but excited for him. I mean, it's crazy. Unbelievable, honestly. Legend. Can't you just see that conversation between Isaiah and Buddha? Isaiah, like, okay, what, what do I need to look for against the Rams this week? Well, yeah. actually, I'm going to try and play. Yeah. What? Yes. I thought you were ruled out already. I mean, just listen to the disbelief coming from Isaiah Simmons. Again, this is what I'm talking about. I'm up there geeking out. Some fat old guy with no teeth. His teeth (laughs) falling out of his mouth. And I'm up there looking, man, I can't believe Buda Baker is playing in this game. Just kind of geeking out because of the legendary status. Once again. What do you think Isaiah Simmons, what do you think his teammates, what do you think the guys around him are saying to themselves? Yeah, you know what? Immediately, just by Buda Baker being in between those white lines, being on the field, Buda Baker immediately sent a message to everybody in that locker room. This is serious. This could be it. And I'm out here. Let's ball, boys. Instantly raises the bar just by playing and then makes plays when he's out there, too. It's funny. The first three years of his career, the only knock on him was, oh, he never gets interceptions. Now he's getting interceptions while playing with a high ankle sprain. Cliff Kingsbury came out aggressive in L.A. yesterday, and it paid off. We're going to react next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.